Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Cutting Edge podcast. Today we have another special guest, another Stillwater's boy, our childhood friend, Toshiko. What's good, bro? What's up, man? You know me. Best midfielder in Stillwater's Great midfielder. I was holding it down, DM, CM, left wing, right wing, wherever you want me, bro. Utility I'm, not sure about, I'm not sure about that DM, Sha, but the rest, okay. <laughs> Nah, nah, I can nah. give you top 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 five ten, but after but um, sorry, after Mubarak Shani or uh, this guy said five. Jesus there was a period where I think there was a period where the rivalry was hot. Like the guys were what? you know the captains so every, every year so the captains so captains every year were Shani and Mubarak. Then Jeff came from nowhere. Um but that's that's not what we're here for, anyways. What's the first topic mm-hmm. we had was um the relegation battle. I think today confirmed that Southampton are going down. Stone. Even, Stone. Yeah. Stone. yeah, I couldn't believe 21 goals in three Premier League games. Weird. If you can make Weird. sense of it, right? Because I was watching this Weird. is what they call the everybody eats part of the season because everybody gets GA, the games are just flowing open. Teams, the thing is, every team today had something to play for. Leicester had relegation to play for. Fulham, I guess Fulham didn't really have much to play for. They're, they're 10th. They're six points above Chelsea. They're holding on to 10th. They just want to be there. Yeah. I guess top half is something to play for. Um, Leicester, uh, it's not looking good if we start there. It's, it's not looking good at all. You'd think, I think Vardy missed a penalty, although they were down and out already by that point. Um, yeah. He had been stepping up in previous weeks. Madison, I've kind of been disappointed in of late um, i expected a bit more fire and i expected his quality to show through because a fulham team without mitrovic without andres Pereira, they ought to be there for the take that's the kind of game that you can try and and make a difference in like the quality will shine but william i don't know i don't know what went wrong with william at arsenal whether it was i think he may have struggled with because no they swore for him they swore for him they, <laughs> just, i don't, I, I don't <laughs> want to say it was the big stage because he played for chelsea he's played in champions league so big stage shouldn't be a thing i don't know if it's because his family was away pandemic or what, but he struggled at Arsenal now at Fulham. You can see the quality, the quality hasn't left him. He's what 34? I don't know how old he is, and he's still mm-hmm. he's still balling. Vinicius, the commentator said it that um Marcus Silva has a choice in his hands now because does Mitrovic just come back in or do you stick with Vinicius? Because Vinicius has two in his last three, and other than the goals, he's actually playing well. Harry Wilson played well, so Fulham, Fulham are comfy, they're they're in a good spot. Um, to be yeah. honest. Leicester, I, I can't say the same. Uh, I think we mentioned it. Was it two episodes ago? If Leicester goes down. There are serious market to tap into. The likes of Barnes, Madison, Tillemans should be on their way. But yeah, that to, today's today's loss was mighty ugly. I was I was actually expecting like a draw. Like you go to Fulham and fight. Like show that you are Leicester. You, you are you are a team that has made was it top five 2021. So where was that? It's it's not like the squad has changed much. Yeah, you lost for Fana and Schmeichel, and you basically didn't buy much. You went to get Wildfires and Harry Suta. Like the team is just I don't know the personnel they brought in since those two outgoing transfers has been poor. But yet to go into Fulham and concede five. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think even with the fixtures they've got left, you can easily say it's it's time up for Leicester. It is so touchy. What's your take on man? Honestly, the team that really surprised me because I didn't even get to watch today's games, like I just looked at the score highlights and then tell me why I see Brighton one, Everton five. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what? Um, <laughs> I'm like, what, bro? Who, uh, this one back in um, I was, no, I was um, okay. I think why nuts across the annex. When I tell you, like, it was the most beautiful counter-attacking performance I've seen in a long time. Everton scored in 30 seconds. As per, I put on my TV at mm-hmm. um, 5.30 exactly. The game started late because they did the national anthem, coronation. I don't care what that crap. I, I, um, the Everton guys were singing through the anthem because, you know, those scouts that say they're not British, they're scouts. So those guys were booing the anthem. Cool. Game started. Kickoff. Boom, boom. Down the touchline. Calvert-Lewin spins Lewis Dunk. Lewis Dunk... Um, thinks Calvert-Lewin is trying to run down the touchline and obviously DCL is quicker so he gives himself a yard and then they just play the ball down the middle 
Dunk tries to recover, it's over two on two. Um, Webster actually tracks um, McNeil's run, no, Decore's run quite well. But once Decore pulled back, it's a tapping. So from there, I was like, okay, maybe it'll be like a two one, three one, Brighton will come back. And it never changed from there. It was one of the most disgusting low blocks you'll ever see in your life. Like, Gosh. Sean Dyche is good at what he does. That's what I can flowers for. And Pickford, Pickford deserves flowers as well because that performance, them, I don't know what Brighton's actually was, but there was a lot, there were a lot of chances. Um, what's that striker's name? Ferguson, the 18 year old. Yeah, he came off the bench and had two um, decent chances. Pickford, great saves. There were some set pieces. Brighton had almost 10 corners in the second half alone. I, I don't check the stats on that, but it was just constant peppering. And they held on. They increased the lead in the second half. Like it was like wow. And it felt so naive from Brighton because Deserby made four subs at halftime. Because you know when you're losing three nil at halftime and you're pushing for Europe, you have to make changes. And I mean he brought on NC, so he took off Undav, took off Welbeck. Because I don't know what why he thought playing two strikers in a team that's usually fluid and has people moving all over the place would work. It didn't. Played played um, Undav. Played Undav as a ten. Yeah, it was, was Undav does not have the minerals to do that. Um, <laughs> Matoma was acting like Matoma was looking in a lot of crosses. I wanted to see him dribble more, because, but I feel like he got tired of being fouled because they fouled him four times in the first half alone. And at some point, you get tired of being kicked all the time, so he just started whipping in crosses. But he was having, I think, Patterson fouled him three times alone. If he got him booked, that's the kind of thing where Patterson's going to be scared to foul because there's only so many times you can foul someone before you get sent off. And then that's a liability. So I feel like Brighton could have won that game, which is crazy because they lost 5-1. But Everton they played lazy. Absolutely lazy. But five shots on target, five goals for Everton is... is that's crazy. <laughs> for your first away win of the season. Ha. Huh? <laughs> that's the first away win of the season. Yeah. Wow. Right, I believe the first, one they, like, first one they've scored more than once on the road. I didn't realize these relegation teams were driving chaos. Literally. It's, <laughs> see, to be honest, when I saw today's games and I'm like, praying ball starting by 3 p.m. on a Monday, this is already, it's already sounding strange. Like somebody has cast spell onto all these games <laughs> and then you get you get 21 in three. <laughs> wow. Seven. Yeah, but I think seven yeah, Brighton's saving grace should be they have two games in hand, but this was one of them. This was one that you needed to win, and that push for I'm looking at the table now. That push for fifth is still on, but now they are seven points behind Liverpool with two games on them. But they can still make Euro. But ah, what what happened today? <laughs> Omar, <laughs> we, pray for, we pray for we pray for those that are usually betting because. <laughs> I really saw, I really saw something today. Tickets will cut today for sure. But one thing I was going to say: our next Arsenal's next game is Brighton, mm. and City's next game is Everton. So what? Are the, Everton. I don't know what the Premier League scriptwriters are cooking because what we needed Everton to do this against City and Brighton to do this against us. But they've also they've almost created a blueprint of how to play against Brighton, how to cut them apart. Obviously, we beat them four mm-hmm. two at the Amex earlier in the season. But that game was not a 4-2 game if you watch that game. They had an offside goal. Like, they could have very easily... That was during Christmas. Got a draw, yeah. Won that game or got in a draw. So, it, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see how both teams react. Because um, Everton, they're not safe yet. I think they're still 17. They are by no means safe. Only two yeah, points. So they need to get a result against yeah. City. Um McNeil, I need another blastic. I'm on my knee. Like, I don't want to say I've fully given up the title, but I've kind of fully given up the title. But if yeah, Everton get a result, then it's going to be O, because City still have to play Brentford. They still have to play Brighton. And those are not easy games. They've dropped points. Both away from Brentford home. So they are tricky. But, they are tricky games. Yeah. Moving on to the last game, though, on the point of the title race to pivot. Arsenal are so foolish because we dropped points to Southampton twice this season. I literally had to go for a walk to clear my head, because after watching that game, I was like, the four points we are behind City, Southampton, just forget Anfield, forget the West Ham, Southampton, we drew twice. It's, they're not good at all. I don't know how many goals they've scored this season. Nottingham Forest have won away with, today was at home, so they've done the double one. Forest have won away win all season. Southampton. It's nuts. And we couldn't mm. title challenge in Arsenal, who were top of the league by eight points. Yes, City had game in hand, whatever. We couldn't dismiss Southampton on two occasions. It's I don't know what it is about that team, but I can't remember the last time we won at the St. Mary's. I don't know. 
how it repeatedly happens. We need we've exercised the Newcastle demons this season by this past game by um, beating them two. Because last year they cost us top you, four. Basically, you manage you manage not to concede against Newcastle both games. <laughs> first, first 15-20 minutes, I was like, yeah. <laughs> when when that penalty shout came, I was like, yeah. Oh, TV off. oh. Like, I, I thought it was going to get ugly. I thought it was going to be like, a, a, um, we're going to just lie down and this is going to get ugly. But we showed fight. Odegaard, um, I can't fault him in that game. Jorginho as well, I can't fault him in that game. I told him, man of the match for me. Um, yeah. Um, so, who do you think will go down with Southampton this season? Oh, Leeds, hmm. for sure. And honestly, I'm going to say Everton. But after this one, I want I want Everton personally, but I don't want Leicester. <laughs> I would have wanted Leicester to go down just because I want to pick up some players, but there's no one in there I really need, so I don't mind Leicester going off as well. But Everton, I I still say Everton, Leeds, and Southampton at this point. I still, mm. everything they're not going to fool me by scoring five goals. They can't. They can't do this on another week game week. So I already know they're going down. The yeah, Everton's fixtures are City, Wolves, and Bournemouth. <sighs> I don't. I don't know what to say. I can only see them getting points from. What, what pride? What pride do they get against City? God no. knows. Me, I feel Haaland will destroy Michael Keane and whoever is is centre back pairing. Where is that going to Wolves? Perfect? That's home at Goodison. Going to Wolves is um, Wolves at Molyneux this season or in recent games are very tough to play against. I don't see Everton winning there unless no, I don't see them winning there. Bournemouth last day, you know, yeah, last day of season, you can just give them the win. Whatever it is there, I'm not sure, but yeah, just as you said, I think a point, two points from these three games they have. Just and is Bournemouth home just, away? Also at Goodison. But because Bournemouth is safe, I feel they don't have anything to as play for heading into that game. Yeah, they can lose from now to then and they're okay. Yeah, um, just for Leeds, the other will not win enough to drag them back into this crowd. Yeah. Leeds have Newcastle home, West Ham away. No, yeah, West Ham away, Spurs at home. Oh, goodbye. <sighs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. You, you can actually say goodbye, to be honest, because goodbye. Newcastle will respond. We know them. After a loss, <laughs> they are going to respond. West Ham away, ah, Leeds. Like, who, who, who can you even point to in their squad and say, okay, he's going to save us? There's nobody. I think losing Tyler Adams to injury was already a big enough blow for them. Spurs on the last day, whatever happens there is their problem. But Spurs yeah, are trying Newcastle, to get Europe. So Spurs, yeah, I was just looking but, at the fixture. Brighton. But has... that Newcastle and West Ham look like sure L's for Leeds. Sure. Yeah. And then for Leicester, Leicester has Liverpool, Newcastle, West Ham. God Bruh. Actually, let me let me switch that around. Leicester going down. <laughs> Leicester going bro, down. Bro, what? 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 At this time, Wait, Liverpool, home, Newcastle. Which one's home and which one's away? They have Liverpool at King Power, Newcastle away. Down now. Now, I, I almost want to skip to 28th of May because that day is going to be crazy. Bro. Like they, all the games... You're gonna need eyes everywhere because this result here could change this. I've 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 tried to picture a scenario where last day of scenario, uh, last day of season, Arsenal is either a point behind City or level with them. You now have their respective games against Wolves and Brentford, and then at the bottom of the table, you have. Let me look at the table again quickly and do some kind of mathematical game. Between Forest, Everton, Leicester, Leeds, Forest is 16, Leeds 19th. You have like a point or two separating them. <sighs> Honestly, that 28th of May will be, it will be crazy. It will if be it crazy goes on the final day, City will win the league. I'm so sure about that. See, because because, they, because it's now their, their um, last day tradition, you can say so, but that's not to have a way of putting on a show last day for nothing but we'll see how much that counts for this time around well yeah Leeds sports last day fixture Leicester West Ham last day fixture Everton Bournemouth last day fixture all three of those teams are all at home so we'll see whose home crowd can turn up which players can turn up but me I still take Everton Everton and Leeds to join Southampton 
just I just get the feeling Lester might might find one way, one way or two. Maybe somebody will replay their title winning season and give them motivation or something. But yeah, bye bye to Southampton. They're going to tap players from there. What Capitas, what Prowse, I wonder if what Prowse is captain, so I, I, he may try and do captain fantastic and stay. Um, I, mm. I wonder if he's in England for, too good for, good the, for the for the championship. Two two freaky goals away from Beckham's record now. He'll, he'll want to join another Premier League team. I'm pretty sure. So, I'm interested to see who goes in. Who goes in for, for who? What do you say? For United, uh, I wouldn't mind that at all. What? Transfer window this summer is, is going to be wild. Extremely wild. Not just from Premier League. There are a lot of stories hopping Everyone around. Everyone has so. to strengthen because when you look at the top six, I mean, Arsenal, if we don't get top four next season, that's a failure of a season. City top four is a foregone conclusion. Liverpool need to get top four because they're probably not going to get it this year. Although Brighton, sorry, Newcastle and United have both lost yesterday. So suddenly New, um, Liverpool are back in the picture. Only four points, one, um, one game behind. Um, mm -hmm. Chelsea, they need to get back in the top six at least. So top four next season, everybody has to strengthen. Like the market... It all depends. Yeah, but, but for Chelsea, you can only see a scenario of outgoing players, not incoming. They've done enough. True. True. Done enough, so. Their own is manager. Who do they get? Because they mm -hmm. have managers that squad. in that squad to get them a top four finish. But it's going to be so competitive. Tottenham, I don't even want to include because as far as I'm concerned, they're not competitors for top four. But <laughs> and, United, and they probably they probably lose Kane. We said it last week. Kane is a serious person at all. He goes to United. It's very simple. Mm. Um, Newcastle are not going to drop off from nowhere. Obviously, we'll see how they manage um, Champions League football as well as league football because I don't want to call out names, but like Matt Target, Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne's not a Champions mm. League left back. Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's be so serious. They will, will absolutely rock up do it. They rock up Champions League with that kind of person and expect to be serious. Um, yeah, but the same with Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal what, where is our depth at, at the moment? If we have... Madrid on a Tuesday and Liverpool on a mm. Saturday. How do we approach that? Who plays when type thing? Um, so, yeah, the window is going to dictate a lot. Just finally with the fixtures, Brighton, I think Tottenham might actually get that top six over Brighton because I think the gap is two games. Tottenham are two points ahead, but we played two games more. But Brighton have to mm -hmm. play Arsenal, Newcastle and City and Villa in four of their last five matches, which is, that's a very mm. tough run. And now that they've just lost five, one confidence is down. I wouldn't be surprised. All oh, their they good, oh, good work about to be undone. Yeah. It's up to the, them anyway. the only thing is they have to play Southampton, which is a free three points. Southampton have gone down, nothing to play for other than pride. So they should walk mm -hmm. over Southampton. But yeah, that Arsenal City are going to be on a mission. So either way, that result, ugh, I pray Brighton <laughs> show up that day. <laughs> oh, God. Month of May. Um, okay, Tuchi, final one. I think just your own, maybe in like a couple of minutes. Would you, what would you grade to hugs? The second oh, life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the second life. Wow. Oh my days. Oh my days, bro. never change. I guess he was going to ask, what do you rate Ten Hag's first season? Oh out my days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I should win. But she didn't take Sorry, it. cut off for a bit. Uh, yeah, it just came on now. So, Crazy. did you hear my question before it went off? Yeah, what's your rate and hack season over 10? I guess over 10, I'll give it honestly, I'll give it an eight. Like, people, people, are, people, obviously, I don't get me wrong, like, a lot a recent form, like, run of games has been trash. We lost to West Ham away, like, we're dropping mm -hmm. points. Things are falling off a little bit, but like I'm looking past all of that because this squad, honestly, when I look when I look at this squad in like three years, this isn't our squad or close to it. Like some players in there, why are you there? We're, we have Veg Horse up top. Like let's be for, <laughs> let's be for real right now. We still have Maguire. That guy is still a captain. Uh, oh my they god! The pass. We have to play Dallow at left back. Who else? McTominay is still in my team. Fred's decent, mm. honestly. I kind of rate Fred, but. Fred shouldn't be starting for me any any week, really. It should be my backup option. <laughs> you know when you just need pace and power? Then you throw you throw yeah. That's it. So yeah. This squad is not my squad, but Ten Hag has brought, like, 
belief back to every United fan. Like there's a system, there's their rules now. Like when I saw Rashford sit out at Wolves because he was late to training, I was like, bro, this type of things we need. Like a manager that actually gives a shit about organization and like putting things in place. The players respect him. The coaching staff respect him. Like he's brought respect back to United and he actually had the balls to kick out Ronaldo. Like it takes a manager to do that. So for me, it's like, look, things haven't been great, but like we've had worse. Like he's actually bringing back, I can see a direction for where this club is going in the next two, three years. All he needs is like one or two good transfer windows. And I don't see why we shouldn't be competing for Champions League every season. So just turning around the mentality of the club, because that was the main thing. Like since the Moyes years, bro, it's been hell mm. in a United fan. Like, <laughs> like we've just been in this literally where Chelsea are now. I know what it feels like to be there. Where it's just like, bro, nothing is changing. And then you just keep recycling managers and they get caretaker managers and then bro i don't know what ragnick was like that period was one of the worst times of my life i want i bro i honestly i didn't watch any united game i'll just watch the highlights because i'm like bro i can't do this like i'm not about to come on and watch us lose three nil two one to everton thing bro so mm. just turning the culture around honestly to me deserves an eight like i'm bringing in big players like casemiro that was one of the best signings we've had in like the last three or four years and even the other ones like i i anthony he's a weird one but i rate him like he's good at what he does and you know he's a different he's a different type of bowler i won't put him he's not worth whoever we paid for him like 80 or 100 mil he's definitely not worth that but like we needed more and he brought that in so with all of that put together and especially if we make top four eight out of ten that's that's a fair answer so Okay, I think that's it for football. We have um, Champions League this week. Whatever happens there, <laughs> to God be the glory with them. <laughs> so, yeah. um, as far as I'm concerned, City are winning champs. It's a foregone conclusion. I think so. City are winning champs. But I if they so. don't, it'd be very shameful. Conversations. Oh my God. Uncomfortable <laughs> conversation. Very uncomfortable conversation. Uh, well, if, if I'll, I'll really know how pure Madrid's heritage is after this week and next week because hmm. we'll see how it goes. I don't yeah I don't think off to NBA yeah <laughs> off to NBA and this intriguing Lakers Warriors matchup obviously surrounding Stefan Lebron not like Warriors and Lakers as a matchup is that colossal in NBA playoff teams but whoever wins this series is it a sure bet to go to the finals representing the West no. No. Facing the winner of Suns and Nuggets, <laughs> the Western Final. If the Nuggets win, no, I don't see. I mm. don't see. It would need to be the Lakers to face the Nuggets, and even then, I don't know if I I put the Lakers above the Nuggets because the Nuggets are an actual team centered around mm -hmm. an MVP caliber player. Like it's not just LeBron and vibes or Steph and vibes. Like if Steph is off, like against Sacramento, mm. if if Steph didn't put these niggas on their on his back, the yeah, Warriors, it was the Warriors, it was done. Truly, truly, it's not twenty seven. Even last year, like I remember Game Four, Steph on the road against the Celtics. Mm -hmm. Like he, if he doesn't put them on his back, and then all of a sudden teams then have to double team him, so then the other players can get shots. People like Jordan Poole now, he's not doing what he did last year. Andrew Wiggins mm -hmm. barely played most of this season, so I don't even really fault him. Clay is coming off two ACL injuries. Let's not even talk about Draymond Green. So <laughs> the whole team is just a shambles, really. And then the Lakers, the Lakers, honestly, I feel have a better team than the Warriors. Like they don't really have a good team, but they have a bunch of athletes. Like all their players can defend, they can switch, they're tall, they're big, they know how to defend. So they have a team full of athletes. And so they can body up with the Warriors. They're not like you can run around screens. You can do all this, all these, their, <clears throat> their plays as much as they can. But the, the league is adapting to all of that. Like you look at Sacramento and they're literally taking plays out of the Warriors playbook. <laughs> the league is adapting 
to what you guys are doing. Steph just takes you to another level. But as a team, that's why whenever Steph goes to the bench, it's like the team's the team's offense falls off a cliff. Mm. So Smart. when I put all of that together and I look at a team like the Nuggets, they're also athletic, versatile, can defend and have shooters. I just can't see it personally. I just can't see it. Mm. Nuggets fair, I, have, I, have, I have Nuggets. I have Nuggets Philly in the finals, but that's just me. Nuggets Philly. <laughs> Nuggets Philly. The thing is, there are a lot of series wow. that would actually break the internet. And Nuggets Philly is one because the Embiid versus Jokic narrative. Bro, that would be crazy. You could crazy. argue Jokic. You could argue Embiid did not deserve that. It was a pity Embiid. Yeah. I don't want to say didn't deserve because Jokic, Embiid, Giannis all had MVP caliber seasons, but Jokic probably deserved the MVP the most. But based on the fact he'd won two in a row, Embiid getting it is not the end of the world. But it's like time, a curse. What do, what does the league expect from you after? Yeah, because then it would have been old the first player to win three in a row since Larry Bird. He hasn't won a chip, blah blah. So it's even better for his own legacy that he didn't win it because it lets him not have that additional pressure. But all I want to say is, um, before we go to the Lakers Warriors point of them going through that Denver Sun series, it's such a it's my favorite mm. series by far. Like I'm just sitting there and I'm mm. like, wow, this is this is basketball. The footwork from both yeah. the, like the three level scoring, it's like nothing we've ever seen in our lifetime anyway. Because I mean, when Kobe was cooking, we were like eight, nine, ten. Let's be real, we weren't really, mm-hmm. we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, Booker is is making Durant look like a second fiddle. It's which is a crazy mm-hmm. thing to say that KD is second. Like even when Kyrie would take the most shots on the Nets, you knew it was still KD's team. Um, we'd be asking KD to shoot more. Right now, it's like. Nigga, you can stand in the corner because Book, Book has it. Like, Book has got it on lock. And then Jokic, it's weird that his biggest performances have resulted in L's. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like I don't want to blame him for that, obviously, because he's been stupid efficient and like his greatness is showing. He's keeping his team in these games. But at the same time, game one and two, I remember the big things we talked about it last week transition bucket, fast break at, at halftime of game one. I remember checking the box score and the Nuggets had 12. Um, fast break points, the Suns had two. So again, out in transition, the outlet passes from Jokic. Obviously, when he scout grab a rebound and throw it, Jamal Murray's down the other end, and Gordon's down the other end for an easy dunk. And then the threes versus twos. When Jokic is carrying, Jokic is scoring at the cup. Whereas when he's playmaking more and distributing, it's KCP hitting threes, it's Jamal Murray hitting threes. And whereas Booker will go the other end and take a mid-range. And that a three is worth 50% more at the end of the day. That's how the Nuggets were staying ahead. But on the road, the shooters have been struggling. The game has sort of slowed down. Jokic has had to go to work in the paint. So they're not having the same success. But another thing, relating back to Warriors, Lakers, whether the winner will go through, my fear is that the Suns and Nuggets cannot defend. Both of them have, the scores of this series have been very high. At a high, at a high level, yeah. They're not... I think the Lakers are the best remaining defensive team of the four. And the, the Warriors are the second best of the four. Because... Um, Draymond has, I don't want to say caged AD in some of these games, but he's made AD look pedestrian in some of these. It's either AD goes for 30 or AD goes for 12. Um, mm. So I feel like it's just that defensive element. Like, can can Jokic stop AD in the paint? No. That's, mm. that's the truth of the story. No. And then Vanderbilt, if Vanderbilt is the one chasing um, Jamal Murray all over the place, you've seen how he's disrupted someone as good as Steph, both on and off ball. Much, how much more is he going to um, haunt? Um, Jamal Murray if the Denver Nuggets go through and I think the Nuggets are the better team I think they'll win the series because I don't trust the Suns' depth to deliver Jacques Landel I want to give flowers to because he's been better than Aiton in this series as far as I'm concerned Aiton we need to have some serious conversations about this guy because <laughs> just, when, they, when we talk about dog he has no dog in him and it is showing it's, it's very frustrating to watch because he's such a talented big and he has great touch but the effort just isn't there and the IQ as well sometimes um, TJ Warren chipped in. Landry Shamet yesterday hit like four threes in the fourth quarter and was going off. But is Landry Shamet going to hit four threes in the fourth quarter every game um, mm. in a two-point game at the time? I, I can't rely on that. So I still feel the Nuggets will win in six or seven. Obviously, it has to be six or seven. But I, I'd, I'd be confident enough to say six. Same way when we get to it. I still think the Celtics are going to win um, in six because it takes James Harden turning into Hercules for them to win a game. Whenever Harden is human, the Celtics, well, this game two, the Celtics blew them out by, I can't even remember how much. 
Um, but relating to the question, I don't think it's a sure bet that the Lakers or Warriors beat whoever comes out of the other series. But six or seven games, I'd favor whoever comes out of um, the Battle of Et of California. Whoever comes out will probably go to the finals. Hmm. Uh, huh? I think it froze bro. Yeah, switch your camera on and off quickly. I am hearing you guys clearly, though. No, we can hear you. We can hear you, but your your face is just frozen. Mm -hmm. Let me remove you and put you back. Okay. Is it good now? Now it's just blank. Wow. Huh. Hold on. Uh... Right. What was the next question? Let me check. Yeah. Okay, it's back. Calm, it's working now. What was the next question? Um, okay, well, basically covered playoffs, so we don't need to touch too much. There are only eight teams left. So, um, Formula One, I know Tucci is still a little new to the sport, but yeah. it's unfortunate for him. He said he started last year, but he has not seen, he has missed he hasn't out seen a, he hasn't most, seen most of the drama. Yeah, yeah. He's joining at a boring time, but that Miami Grand Prix, um, it's not, it's not it the most exciting. It's not the most exciting we've seen, but it also wasn't terrible. Yes, but then same old story. Red Bull one two. What else is new? At Jordan least there was some actually... strategy battle. Like we had to think for a second. But yeah, what's going very quickly apparent that Max was winning that race from P nine, which mm -hmm. is that yeah. just says everything about both Wait, the Red Bull. Started off at P nine. P nine, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> because it's. You know, obviously, you have you have DRS that gives you what yeah. an extra sixty kilometers per hour. Even before he gets to DRS, the way he was sweeping past cars 16, 16, just lets you know, jeez, the the difference in in horsepower from Red Bull and others is, is mighty clear. It's not even close. It's unfair to be honest. If we thought Mercedes' dominance was crazy, at least they had some tough seasons against the likes of Ferrari and even Red Bull. But right now, Red Bull is. It's Red Bull, then the rest. They are, they are, they, they, strong, we already, I already discussed it. I already discussed it with Tolani before. Like they could actually win every race. It would take probably the heaviest of rain, mighty DNFs, like an absolute <laughs> chaos, just not to see Red Bull stand on top of on top step of podium. But hmm. wow, this is, didn't they go one and two? Um, pardon, one and two again, one and two again. At all five okay. races this season and the Red Bull one too. And the thing that Asides is so crazy Australia. Is, Asides Australia. Yeah. Was it not what was the result in Australia? Oh, of course. Um, it was yeah. chaos in Australia. It was it was Champion. exactly chaos. Yeah, Hamilton Perez was, getting beastly qualifying. So, yeah, you, you need you need Red Bull to make a mistake of their own doing or somebody else absolutely saying today I want to kill these guys because <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're on touch. It's, it's it's alone, they, are, they are clear. Walk further down the field because I think congratulations, Max Verstappen, on the third world championship. It's richly deserved. <laughs> his <laughs> talent, honest, his yeah. talent merits the machinery. Um, I do hope the likes of Charles, George, Lando, they get cars to challenge because Checo is just not the caliber. I don't think to um, at all to challenge Max. I don't think any of the other three would beat him: George, Charles, Fernando, Lando, Lewis. I don't. Uh, Maybe I'll take that back on Lewis and Fernando. I, I, I want to see Lewis and Fernando in the title battle with teams behind them. The others, they sort of have to think Ferrari, Charles has committed his future to Ferrari, for instance, but Lando, Christian Horner openly said they wanted Lando. Does Lando say McLaren are not delivering a car anytime soon? Especially as a customer car, you're less likely to as well because it's harder for McLaren to provide to make a good car with a Mercedes engine than Mercedes is because Mercedes is their engine. They know it better than anyone. It's very shameful that Aston Martin are doing better with Mercedes engine than Mercedes are themselves. Aerodynamics. Yeah. Aerodynamics. And Aston Martin deserve a lot of, a lot of praise to be honest, because I don't think two years ago, anyone would have foreseen them jumping from what P6, P7 to they're the second best car on the grid. Um, Fernando right has yeah. four, P, four P3s and a P4. Um, he's been ridiculously consistent. He's picked up the pieces every every time there's been an opportunity so Aston Martin deserve a lot of credit Stroll had a tougher weekend I think during practice they were kind of average but when it came to qualifying obviously it's difficult because in Q3 Charles binned it which ruined a lot of laps so Fernando's P3 if 
Perez was obviously ahead of him. Charles probably would have been ahead. Max probably would, like it should have been a P5, but at the end of the day, it's a P2 start. Um, and he held on to P3 at the end. Of, um, I think George may have had the race pace to overtake him if they were closer um, from the start. But Alonso managed to get far enough ahead that by the time George came through, um, there was a foregone conclusion. But it was it was a weird race because it's not often you see a street circuit where there's no yellow flag, no DNF, and no safety car. There was like every everyone that started finished the race, which is not something you can say whether they retired to save an engine or somebody crashes. Like everybody kept it pretty clean. There was no notable incident apart from Carlos Sainz, I think, unsafe. No speeding in the pit lane got a five second penalty. Um, there, there was some great racecraft, I think, across the field. Lewis and George in particular. Lewis came from P13 to P6 and he had some great moves. Max, Max's racecraft was good, but it was very funny because it was kind of like starting on the hearts. And oof, strategy. Everyone was kind of like, this is not our fight. There's no point wasting time fighting Max and ruining your race because he's gonna gap you by 20 seconds anyway. So they were kind of like they didn't let him through, but Max knew he could just lunge from far back and they'd be like, Yeah, hurry up, hurry up, just go, go, go. And then continued like that. Um at, what's the next track? Imola. I know a lot of people are having upgrade so. packages for Imola. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it will be it will be closer. Mercedes in particular. Um, they've it should up be tighter between Mercedes and Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah. Ferrari week. have a lot of soul searching to do because why is their qualifying pace so good? Every race they've been in the top four, I think, for qualifying, but then in the races they haven't got a podium finish yet, have they? Unless Sainz got one in Baku, I can't remember exactly what they happened. Have, they have a podium from Charles in Baku. Charles get one. Yeah, they have one podium, whereas this time last year they had two race wins already. And, and they were leading the championship. So, yeah, they they need to sort of study what went wrong because is it that they're turning down the engines because they had so many mechanical DNFs and so many power unit issues last year? How do they maximize power whilst working on the reliability? Because Charles deserves better. It's very, his crashes, obviously it's the driver's fault at the end of the day because he lost the car. He went too aggressive over the curves. I, I looked at Anthony Davidson's review and it was like, there was a drain cover and it seemed once he went over it, the ground effect, because it's so low to the ground, the aerodynamics, like everything just cuts and like you're a passenger at that point. You spin out and that's it because he crashed the, the same the way, place. The way he even got that uh, qualifying lap, like there was this ridge full on the throttle after he, turn one, two, and three. He was looking like, like you are not, you are not doing it. it like, Whoa. You think he's shooting Need for Speed movie or something. <laughs> the guy just went. And then by the time the car spun around you could just see him in like, the car like there was oh, so much runoff i thought he was gonna catch yeah. it like he spun then spun back the other way then stopped and yeah, spun he, again he carried, he carried way too much spin into that corner i think he just felt yeah. you know what of course um what's his name uh david croft has said has said on commentary like charles could possibly or easily be the fastest one lap driver in formula one right now that guy knows how to he knows how to push a qualifying lap and i think he just went into that lap like Today, I will hustle that P1, no matter what, and he just... But he didn't have the machinery. He forced it. Uh, he, at all. He forced the, the, the skill of a driver, the most skilled thing a driver can do is know the limit of a car and constantly stay 1% below it. And Charles, too often of late, has gone beyond the limit. I know um, mm -hmm. Hockenheim 2019, Charles crashed into the wall. Um, Monza, Monza 2020, that race that Gasly won. Gasly won that yeah. race because his best friend Charles created a safety car, Hamilton Pit, mm -hmm. when the pit lane was closed and then got relegated. So he owes that win to Charles, really, because Charles was overdriving that terrible Ferrari car. So it's just, yeah, he needs to know the limit. It's the same in France last year because Verstappen had pit. He knew he needed to knock in the lap time so that he wasn't undercut, ended up spinning out um, and going into the wall. Although it wouldn't have mattered in the title battle. It's just for your mental and like he's getting a, a Monaco as a crash prone driver, which for a top five driver on the grid, you don't want, especially when it's so tight, because now you could argue, well, Lando doesn't crash that much. George doesn't crash that much. Fernando doesn't crash that much. Max doesn't crash that much. Lewis doesn't crash that much. Suddenly you're looking at five world-class drivers and Charles isn't in that group anymore. Because um, crashes are a big thing. We can't sugarcoat it. A crash is, especially that kind of crash where it writes off a session, it's a red flag, and it costs you, it costs your team, it costs every other driver as well who couldn't put in another lap. Um, so yeah, he does need to, to sort of iron it out. But I do understand his frustration with the fact that he doesn't have the car and he knows he's capable. But 
He's invested his future to Ferrari. When he got the pole in Baku, you saw him kiss the badge, which obviously dispelled the rumors. And I think he's going to get a contract to 2027. Um, he's already the has the biggest contract in Ferrari history. Like he is the golden child. The goal is to win him a title. Um, I like science isn't an issue anymore. I think that he's I'm I'm confident enough in his ability to beat um, Carlos. But yeah, I I wish. Obviously, I don't wish Formula One was like Formula Two, where every car is the same and we see who's the best driver. But I wish the teams, I wish it was a situation where, okay, Red Bull are the best on the high speed circuits, but in the low down, on the high downforce track, Mercedes then, Aston are in between, so that there's more variety in, in the winners. But it's not, it's not if, fair. If Red Bull right 22 of, is it 22 races of this year or 23? 23, yeah. If, if Red Bull won all 23, I wouldn't blink. And if mm. Max won <laughs> 23, I wouldn't blink. Like there's, there's 18 races left, and I expect Max to win at least 15 of them because I just don't. The only way Checo beats him in any race weekend is if he has an issue. Other than some issue, kind of, issue, or they they give Checo like a more favored strategy, I guess. Yeah, um, that's I, don't, I don't. I don't think on radio they're going to be like, oh, we let him through situation. We both know yeah, Max is no going to let him through. I'm so, glad uh, you mentioned the strategy actually because they're they're a part of the reason yesterday's race wasn't amazing is because the strategy is becoming too simple um everyone did a one-stop except from mclaren who started on the softs and then had to pit after five laps so everybody mm. with a competent race did a one-stop either medium to hard or hard to medium you need the two-stop to be an option so they need to they need to make the tires worse funny enough like they need more tire degradation because if everyone if there's more variety in strategy then the, the strategists actually have a role to play because right now it's just um oh maybe you can undercut maybe you can overcut but everyone is pitting once and it's just nailed that one pit stop and and there you go like max had a pit stop that was 0.9 seconds slower than checos did it matter not at all because it's the one stop there's yeah and they they're able to nurse the tires if they really wanted to they could have taken those hard tires all 57 laps obviously you have to pit so they didn't yeah absolutely. but that really need to undo some of their hard work and make tires that wear faster um so that's i don't know how they go about it but yeah there needs to be more strategy because these cars are becoming too good at preserving tires and that this killing the strategy element kills the entertainment factor because we want to be thinking okay he's going to pit now and he's going to come out in this window and that adds excitement to the race um because yeah. mm -hmm. obviously people talking about like change the regulation stuff red bull have earned this advantage they built the best car everyone has the same rule books to play by and red bull at the end of the day adrian knew both in the power unit side and the arrow they've they've smashed it so they deserve it um but yeah, okay, Tochi, for you, uh, you say you've started last year. So, is there any driver or team you've been fanboying <laughs> in your bro, time while watching? Bro, it's Max, bro. You, you already know it has to be. I, I hopped on that bandwagon so quickly, bro. Like, <laughs> oh my days. Now, Red Bull are actually crazy. From what's the name of their, um, um, I forget his name, Team, team principal. principal. Yeah, the team principal. Yeah, Christian Horner. Yeah, I love Horner, bro. <laughs> my favorite, probably my favorite second favorite will be um has the guy for has i forget his name. <laughs> oh yeah no, absolute has had a great weekend magnuson absolute before. absolute character on drive to survive yes that is something i love those two guys but yeah definitely i've been following red bull the most since last year and up to this year max for sure check out I feel like even down to check, I feel like they're just like, I right, we just need another competent driver behind Max. Like it doesn't really matter who it is. Let's they, just they don't it. want someone who's as good, even though no yeah, one. Yeah, you don't good. really want someone who's to be honest. Deep down, Honor knows he can't handle that interesting battle. He can't. He's just, he just wants it like okay, Max. Max is our boy. Get Checo that is fairly good enough to handle this car. Not somebody that will drive it. Maybe. Like when he had Albon and Gasly as teammates, Max will finish P2, this one's will finish P8. Obviously, Perez is not going to do that. That kind of, in that uh, same machinery, it will still give you like podium finishes. So, to challenge Max, you need somebody that is that is mad, that is willing to let's die here, like the Lewis and Nico um, rivalry, Lewis and Alonso rivalry, things like that. Not just Checo, he will say it like, okay, I, I want to try and challenge for that. Leave all these mouths. Show it on track, like we've seen. We've seen crazy you guys will be side by side, 15 whole laps, struggling, overtake, I overtake you. Next thing, they are out to the gravel, or both of them crash into each other. So, 
I don't think Checo has that motivation yet to even go at Max. He, he might, I he just, might be saying it, but deep down, he's not. I think not this weekend to. was very damning for him because I think this weekend he's kind of realized like I can't hang with this guy because do you know how embarrassing it? Your teammate starts eight places behind you and wins the race. You were on by four. You were on There's, four. Checo should have been long. Checo should have been long gone. It should have been a chase and. Max reeled him in like it was nothing. So hopefully this is... Uh, obviously, he has to believe he can win it. If not, what's the point of showing up? Um, yeah. So he'll keep talking about it. But yeah, it's it's uh, George is the only one I feel like... George has that kind of hard nose. Like, George is at fault for incidents sometimes. But I feel like you need that kind of thing to compete with someone as great as Max. Um, you need to have that fearlessness. And George and Max battles are actually very good. In Spain last year, they had a great battle. In Brazil, the sprint race last year, they had a great battle. Yesterday, I was kind of disappointed because George realized his car is so much quicker. There's, there's no point um, competing. But, yeah, I hope... Well, I, I was going to say I hope when Lewis is gone, but I don't hope Lewis is ever gone because I can't prepare for a Formula 1 world without that guy. It will take, it will take some time weekend, before he leaves. Let's be honest. Yeah, all the celebrities. ASAP Rocky was in the Mercedes garage. If Lewis wasn't there, do you think... Who sent who him cares? Mercedes, right? No, actually, who cares? Um, Roger Federer was who with cares? Mercedes. Who gives a damn about like it's for Lewis is that guy? Lewis Tom Cruise. You can call all the names. They show up. For I think him. if you go on Insta and like add the followers of the next three drivers, I'm not sure they have as many as I don't know how many he has, but Lewis is so clear commercially. Um, he's mm -hmm. top three on track, regardless of your opinion. Like that's an objective fact, but commercially. Yeah. He's, he's untouchable. There's no one. He's who just that. He's just that standard guy. Anybody that yeah. looks and Max at is, from Max is kind of building that. Oh, that black guy. How far? Yeah, like Max is kind Sandals. of building that because he was on the front cover of GQ. He's kind of building that sort of commercial presence, but he doesn't have the same desire. No, he doesn't have that charisma. Have, to car see, the firstly, thing about Lewis is he can be the, the poster on any other thing that doesn't even have to do with racing. Yeah, it's just that literally. clear. You're you're into music. You're into fashion. You're hanging out with everybody way outside your. You're not going to see Max Verstappen with the average actor or something like Lewis. Just yeah, it's just that free guy with everybody. So that's why he's known. That's all I need to say is uh, the aura, bro. Bro, aura is the aura. Max the aura. Max is arguably better right now, but Max doesn't have the same aura that Lewis. You know, has. Like, you know, because I, I saw the they showed on the Insta post before the season started. How it's how he has changed over the years since his debut in 2007, and it's like the perfect scenario of when you are looking good as you are getting successful. I'm like, hey, it's this <laughs> Lewis, see where he started. Um, I'm like, headline was Lewis, there, this Lewis, and that. Lewis was Only bolding in 2013. Lewis was bolding. The, like his decision, the, the globe was on and off track. Like it's crazy, crazy yeah. globe. Because so, if Lewis went bold, I promise you, like life would not be the same for that guy if he went bold. <laughs> He would have, he would have yeah, had to go to Turkey because his dad is bold. I don't know how he managed that or what. It was a smart choice. The tattoos. What chemistry and... he did. And... Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. No, I mean, no, I, think, I think he embraced it like, yeah, we'll get to that. I think what he embraced is, okay, I'm the only black driver ever in this sport. Um, at, at some point, the very best. So uh, let me make myself stand out more. Let me frustrate these guys. So... I think that's part of the reason why Nico obviously didn't get along with him. Like, you're looking at this kind of person, he's good looking, he's beating you on track. Well, it could be worse, but anyway, yeah, you mentioned uh, what's wrong with Mercedes. Um, they've not embraced this new aerodynamic era of F1 after the turbo hybrid, it's it's just not been the same. I would say they, I feel they can still get not to their dominant best, but at least challenging at the front. Because last season, we watched a lot. I think it took until what race? Probably Silverstone before we could see them actually showing some pace. And then the last five, six races. Spain, to be honest. Okay, Spain. Yeah, but in between, you had. Yeah, you had the likes of uh, Monaco. What, what other races were there? Monaco, Canada. Okay, yeah, they did get some podium finishes. But it was towards the end of season, like last five, six races, they were now like starting to challenge Mark. Like in Brazil, it was so refreshing to hear Max on radio saying they are too quick. Let's not touch that. I said, ah, <laughs> Red Bull is actually conceding to Mercedes. So, yeah, but then this 2023, they're, they're kind of saying it's like the same car from last year, but without poor poison. And that's 
sad to hear. They they've reshuffled their was it Mike Elliott and James James who is it again? Allison. They shuffled their yeah James Allison for their technical technical uh how do I put it now technical me mechanisms in terms of um, improving their car for the rest of the season. So we'll see how that starts to take shape at Imola next race. That's why I said it's unfortunate for Tucci. He wasn't watching formula one when mercedes were on it because the sport is actually a lot more competitive like a lot of people will see like okay they won eight constructor championships in a row that will make you seem like can red bull touch that but when you actually go through those seasons yeah the sport was very competitive you didn't have lewis winning 16 17 although 2020 if it were a full season he probably could have won like 20 because that car was they call it like the best probably the best crafted car in f1 history but aside that it was tough for Lewis. The yeah, Bottas was also his teammate. That one managed, what, 10 wins with that car and a several array of podiums. So it wasn't just breeze, 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 breeze all the time. Yeah, they knew they were fast, but you still needed to prove it. Now, Red Bull, I told Tolani last episode, to be honest, me, I feel they are not even driving their fastest. George also even mentioned it, that they are even holding back because they know the pace is so much. So they don't even want to overwork the car. So Lewis, during the dominant years, was pushing the car because he knew the likes of Vettel, Max, Ricardo at some point, Rosberg being his teammate, those guys were onto him. So I still feel they can get P2 in the constructors this season because they do know how to develop their car over the course of the season. There was a period where Ferrari were topping them in 2017-18, clearly, but they just reshuffled everything and got quicker. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, Lewis is 38. He's not he's not he's not going to walk away until he gets title number eight. Alonso 41. That one is still challenging for podiums and he's still hoping for a win. So we'll see, we'll see what goes down. Anyway. We'll see. I think we've covered enough now for this episode 11. We've done enough. Looking forward to Champions League week, more of Prem. Napoli confirmed title. Congrats to Simen. Leon Mopile, 5 4 yesterday. Wow. <laughs> what a game. Like a, let me not start with Lacazette. <laughs> don't, don't, worry. don't worry about that one. Just don't worry. I didn't want to oh stress that. It's League One, bro. It's League One. It's League One. I mean, it's, yeah, if, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Mbappe because why is Lacazette top scorer? Right? Mbappe scored yesterday first. Well, mm. Lacazette scoring four. How many goals does he have? 23. I think Mbappe was golden boot. Mbappe has 23. Lacazette now has 24 because he scored four yesterday. Crazy. That would be very shameful if Lacazette should steal that golden boot. Like losing it to Balogun. Yeah, yeah regard, regardless of regardless of Messi and Neymar being your teammates, although Neymar basically plays half the season. So yeah, he shouldn't lose that golden boot. He shouldn't. So but there's still time. So, uh, there's still time. So we can wrap up this as a team, bro. <laughs> yeah, we, we, co we cover we cover them in a previous episode. We've already dusted them out. It's not like that team is that established. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. It's, it's, it never happened. It's crazy. But... It's like a curse. But anyway, that's what we've got for episode 11. Many thanks to our bro, to Chi from. How long have we known each other? Probably more, more than 10 years. But anyway, hopefully we'll get to get you more on a few more episodes and a few others. So thank you guys for watching and we'll catch you again next week.